The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. This is Rascal Toscobble, half-elf rogue. And nothing will stop me from killing Chad. It's just not in hard meat. I'm a high up wizard. And I'm invincible. This is Sir Colvick Dykesy. Half orc cleric. And I like my lasagna baked. says in the torch he's got your friend in the torch up there kind of like the hobos we saw earlier they look a lot like the hobos you saw earlier maybe a little meaner in some cases i could also when i get up there create an image of something of more rope maybe (laughs) (laughs) and make it real yes ernest was also in a movie called three ninjas high noon at mega mountain Oh, I remember the three ninjas. Fuck you. Why are we not putting this guy in the portable hole? Why are we not putting him in the portable hole? I still don't see what's wrong with putting him in a portable hole. We're talking about you levitating up there, putting him in the portable hole and coming back and visiting. I don't think this four-armed massive king is just going to get into this hole. Can he well, Why would he go down a rope then? So I have this portable hole. Uh, would you be willing to get inside this portable hole for a few minutes? 14. 14. That's enough to convince him, because, well, damn it, he wants to get out of here. Now that we're all free, how do we get out of here? I'm slipping in and out of a lot of accents. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Thinker? Good question. What do you think, Thinker? Is it thinker's... Oh, yeah, is he still with us? Yeah, sure. I mean, this is probably <laughs> the most excitement he's had in a while, so he's hanging out. Can we do anything with this beacon tracker thing that we have? Hey, yeah, how the fuck are we supposed to contact anybody anyway? Don't we have a thing? We have our fake uh, badges that we just touch a whole bunch, but there's something else, too. They go... (laughs) No, you have to make that noise. <laughs> we keep the making turkey, turkey yeah, noises. Right. <laughs> this is Captain Turkey here. <laughs> you should go and re-edit Star Trek: The Original Series so it's turkey noises every time they use a communicator. <laughs> That's the only change you make. <laughs> that would be fucking perfect. They're like, wait, just that—that that was it. Was it? It'd be like when they. Uh, Replaced all of Chewbacca's noises with wows. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that. Oh, it's priceless. <laughs> so the other device, if you guys would remember, is a small gray box with a red button on it. And they said, when you have the High King somewhere safe, press this button and we'll pick you up. Well, it's hard to argue with that. Thinker, do you know any place that's safe? In this world? You need some time to think about it? (laughs) Maybe. My name isn't the fast thinker. (laughs) He lets you know that probably the only safe place that you could do a rendezvous would be outside of the city or what's left of the city. And he says the best way to do that is the big fancy bridge that you guys came in across uh, when you got dropped off on the way here. Well... That sounds fair enough. Uh, Thinker, thank you. I don't think your uh, thinking services are no longer needed. We know how we're we know where we're going. Well enough to get back to this bridge. Sure, you guys can navigate your way back there. Your sexy lady friend is safe, as she always was. 
<laughs> Sexy we, lady friend, Ernest. The tell thinker. Belinda I said hi. Should we compensate Thinker at all? With anything? Yeah. Do you have a candle? Thinker, do you have any weapons? Mm, I don't think the Thinker has any weapons on him. Alright. You gonna compensate him with a dagger in the face? No, I was gonna steal his weapon and give it to the king. So the king is armed. <laughs> He's already forearmed. Uh, oh. Well, I, I mean, I do have my Warhammer. I'm using my mace, so I'll I'll go ahead and pitch him my Warhammer for now. Cool. He catches it up in the air with yeah. one of his arms. Just gonna... I have an extra sword that I never use. Here's my long sword. Uh, you guys gave that long sword to uh, Mitch. Oh, that's right. And I would imagine by this point, he's probably got it mounted on a plaque above the fireplace. Well, I'll hand him my javelin I also have. I just want to see this guy with a lot of weapons and a lot of arms. Four bristling arms? Yeah. So he had, the, he had the Warhammer plus one and the javelin. The thinker of magic being for his trouble. Ooh, yes. Nice. Because it amuses me in my head. I'm planting it. I know, I want it. I think we should do a side quest of just... Yet. <laughs> the thinker planting his magic bean okay, when he gets home. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, okay. we'll, if you're good, we'll do a you side should, vignette. You should have told him to eat it. Hmm? Should have told him to eat it. Finger, these are very good to eat. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to take it with water. Very special. Take it with water. What? One glass of water. With one glass of water. That's that's for the pyramid, huh? You drink this thing with some water and... Mm-hmm. You get your pyramid. And magic happens. Mm, all right. I am a, I am a wizard. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> this is believable because I also know magic. I am Melvin Harfweet, a half-elf wizard, and I am a wizard. I am... I'm a wizard. They took my magic beans. Take, take the bean with water just to... Put magic beans in right, the, the guacamole. Piss off. He pisses off (laughs) Piss off ghost Alright so What we are going to do This was fun This is fun Was fun This is fun We haven't made it out yet I know Mm -hmm. but this is still fun I see some hobos in our future (laughs) Mean ones Mean mean hobos Yeah we should tell um, So Mr. King We had to fight some very mean hobos when we first got here. Very mean hobos. Very mean. Tell me about how mean they were. Why were they so mean? I don't know. They thought we had money. And and they fight. You can, as you know, we do have money. I would imagine that he would know all this since he did get tied up up there. I don't know. Yeah, um, maybe you could help us out. Like, you know, how'd you end up here, man? Well, my... Ship was taken down as we were flying to the peace summit. I wanted to get there a little early and, you know, be as peaceful as possible. And, uh, well, it turns out that I left a little too early and our ship got shot down. I was the only one to survive. I was taken hostage by this this Duke of Gotham character. And, and I don't really know what he wanted to do with me, but he just kept me tied up on that stupid statue. I'll actually ask him, did you still want to make it to the peace summit? Oh, yes, for sure. You Our know, war with the Tardians must come to a temporary <laughs> stop. <laughs> Hold it together, Roscoe. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> we need to continue our fight with the Wabakians. And if we're going to do that, we need to have Tardian peace. The Wabakians. The Wabakians, yes. Well, that explains that chapter. Um, because if we do our little... We'll get back after the ship. Will they be able to get him back to the uh, Tardian Peace Summit? You'll have plenty of time, because by this point, we've only spent, what, 11 of your 24 hours? Mm -hmm. And they have a spaceship. Yeah, but he got shot down the first time. I'm just saying, will he get... I'll trust him to get... Yeah, you know, that's a a plot hole you guys don't need to be concerned with. Yeah, how does a shithole planet have, like... Fucking ground-to-air missiles. Ground-to-air hobos. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot them up. Well, Steve into the hobo. <laughs> fucking a, a bum with his fist out. He's just launched <laughs> him with his pants on his side. <laughs> Crawling on his way up. birthday spam in the face. Shh. Okay. Witness! Witness! Janie and Chrome! <laughs> My blood is guzzling! Well, that explains that.
Uh, all right. All right. So, Mr. Kang, be prepared for anything, especially vicious hobos. He brandishes his uh, warhammer and his javelin and says, Well, with these primitive weapons, I'm sure I can do something. Something? Primitive weapons? Are you, are you skilled at all in hand-to-hand combat? Oh, yes, I have a lot of hands. <laughs> <laughs> all right, very well. Can you imagine a monk with four hands? Uh, now, awesome. that would be an awesome character to play. I wonder if there's character stats for for Goro race from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. There's got to be. There's somebody out there. Mm-hmm. I listened to this whole fucking podcast the other day. Uh, oh, shit. What was the name of it? Imaginary Worlds. All the, right. The Imaginary Worlds podcast had an episode called Don't Judge, which was about fan fiction. And I'd have to say, it really uh, it learned me good. Really? I, well, I, I always had the assumption that they clear up basically right away or really spend the whole episode talking about that it's like, oh, fan fiction. That's what, like, losers write, and it's bad. Because that's what I've been told my whole life, that fan fiction is stupid. and That's what I think immediately. Right? Non-canonical. Non-canonical. Oh, you're a sad loser that doesn't like sex. That's what I think. Well, they love sex because there's a lot of shipping or slash fiction but it was an interesting thing to learn about because not only uh, was fan fiction dominantly and in fact still is written by women, uh, which is a part of the reason why a lot of dudes don't take it seriously because it's written by women and it has a very strong female perspective. But it was actually one of the first uh, forms of writing that had um, anybody that was homosexual represented as anything other than like stereotypical like fucking bullshit. So... Very interesting place in our <laughs> cultural heritage that fan fiction has. So, all right, go check out that episode, people who are you know curious for curious about more and Good fucking job fan fiction being uh, being woke and shit. Get fucking woke, assholes. <laughs> woke up oh, with man. all that out woke of the way. Up, woke up with the four Kennys, four Kevins. Woke up with the four Kevins. Nice. I wonder if that's taken as a podcast name. There's a podcast called Woke Up This Way with Matt Beck. Um, and he says, welcome to my podcast. The number one goal of this podcast is to have fun and connect with the creative and awesome hairdressers of the world. Add me to your favorites to receive tips on hair, salon marketing, social media, and more. That's the closest I can find to anything Woke Up. All right. Okay. So we got we to gotta start of a fucking thinking of a name. The Voic Heaven. For Woking people. Getting woke. Be woke. Alright. That's about all of the tangents that I can handle for one night. So here's what we're going to do. To end, wrap up, Rather, this this fun little side quest of we're not gonna, Chadness. We're just going to get the big fight out of the way? We're just going to get the big fucking fight out of the way. Oh. It, was, it was bound to happen. Yeah, it was. I mean, I was, I was going to railroad you guys into this because, again, we're trying to homage, send up a movie here. So, what the fuck, man? It's not the, it's not the movie without the end scene. So, here we go. What happens, I'll explain it away, is... As you're trudging your way across town with the High King Dolo, well, he's a big-ass guy with a big-ass crown and four big-ass arms. And a big-ass. And a big-ass. Boom, boom. <laughs> Thick with two Cs, because it looks like a butt. Oh, man, I just really... I, I imagine the um, the Law and Order. Like donk 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 Anyway, distractions, distractions. As you are walking through the city with this big, very, very, very noticeable dude, word gets back to the Duke of Gotham that his prize, his prisoner, has been stolen from him. And they make haste to your position. You get to the edge of the bridge, conveniently enough for show-stopping effect. You reach the edge of the bridge before the Duke and the Duke's henchmen catch up to you. And I'm going to move you over to the map of the bridge. Here you are on the map of the bridge. We've got a couple of special rules to go over. So 
before we start, just curious, like, do we need to cross the bridge in order to get to a place where we can push the button? Or can we push the button? So you can push the button now. Let's say you've already pushed the button. So they're homing in on you now. Ugh. What? Sorry. You don't want to push the button? No, I saw Collins. Fucking Phil Collins. Sorry. Oh, no. Uh, we gotta kill him first. God. Okay. Anyway. Can you guess Can you guess what these guys are? Yeah. Drummers. Yeah. It's all drummers this oh. time. You know, we had a thing on the way back from the Iron Maiden talking about Phil Collins with uh, Roscoe's nephew. Mm. Cool Kid's story, bro. lost. Love him, but he's lost. Mm. For taste of drummers, anyway. I mean, all right. So <laughs> can you tell me... How many more iconic uh, drum solos are there than do 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 do? I can feel it coming in the air. And Plus, yeah. how many singer drummers do you know? Well, Eagles. No. The band had a singer drummer. Iron Maiden. No, the band. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> who's on first? <laughs> I do love the band. Specifically, I love. Is it the weight? By the band. Does Dave Grohl sing anymore when he's drumming? Not while he's drumming. He plays guitar in Foo Fighters. Gotcha. Just kind of a waste. It's like Michael Jordan playing baseball. <laughs> so you guys get to the edge of the fucking bridge. Or Bo Jackson. And behind you is arrayed a bunch of hobos. And in the center of them all, you can see dressed elaborately the Duke of Gotham. Which I spent at least... 45 seconds photoshopping a crown and robe onto. <laughs> but otherwise is identical to the rest of the guys. And that guy, that, that character in there, I'm trying to remember what his name is, but he's also somebody famous. But anyway. So we've got a couple of special rules to go over. The main thing being that um, I didn't want to make a battle map that was like 300 feet long to make this interesting. So we're going to do a little bit of jerry-rigging with the rules. Even though Roll20 would easily accommodate that, I just couldn't do it. So, the main thing that's going to change as we do a chase scene, which I've never done a chase scene before. This is some new shit. I've never, ever as a DM done a chase scene. So, what we're going to do to make this uh, feasible as a chase scene on this relatively small map is I'm changing it so that your movement is five feet and dash action will get you another five feet. All of the ranges and everything else will remain constant. So what that's there to represent, really, is you really would get your full 30 feet of movement in combat, but so do they. So in theory, shortening up the distances for these things doesn't really do a whole lot. So that's the main thing. The other piece of it is we're going to use the chase rules from page 252 in the delightful and beautifully laid out Dungeon Master's Guide. And... uh, The main rule that you guys need to know is that the chase participants can freely use the dash action a number of times equal to three plus its constitution modifier. Each additional dash action uh, it takes during the chase requires the creature to succeed on a DC 10 constitution check at the end of its turn or gain one level of exhaustion. So, the first thing I need from all of you guys is what is your constitution modifiers? So we can dash... Like, across this whole thing, a total of, like, three plus our constitution modifier times? Or that is that per turn? That is in the total sequence of combat that oh, we're about to do. Interesting. Okay. Well. Before you start incurring a penalty. It's not to say that you will get that penalty. It's just that you'll okay. start incurring these sort of so Seven plus two to my con- constipation. <laughs> <laughs> so you will be able to dash a total of five times. Throughout this whole thing. Kolvik, what is your modifier? Uh, for my constitution. Constipation. For my constipation. You should have a big modifier to your constipation. No, really. My constipation is a plus two. Okay, so you also get five dashes. We Roscoe. Matching constipation. My constipation modulator is also a two. You guys are all equally constipated. That's pretty fascinating. All right, so keep that in mind that you can dash... Five times without any kind of consequence. But again, remember, you're using your action to do that dash, except for Roscoe, who can do it with his uh, fucking squirrely Dan action. Um, Cunning action. Cunning action. There you go. 
And after that, you start incurring levels of exhaustion. A participant drops out of the chase if its exhaustion level bleh. A participant drops out of the chase if its exhaustion level reaches five, since its speed becomes zero. So you can still fight and do some other stuff, maybe, but your speed is zero once you're that exhausted. Now <laughs> that was such a tight, squeaky yeah. little fart. Tight butthole. Extremely tight butthole. So, do the typical rules of engagement here apply to, like, if we get into melee range, they can... They can melee if you're in melee range. Well, I mean, as so far as, running. like, escaping. Like, if we get out of their range, do they have an opportunity attack? We're not going to do opportunity attacks. I saw a handful of discussion on, on this about the internet and seeing what was going on. The idea of what we're trying to represent is people all moving forward at the same time. And so, escaping melee range isn't really, you know, it's not like standing in front of each other combat. So, so no, uh, attacks of opportunity will not be happening. Okay. So, during this time also, we can do our regular attack. It's the same movement, right? Attack, move, mm -hmm. second, bonus, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So, you got all those things. And then the last thing that we're going to do is we're going to add in the urban chase complications, which I will let those play out in their own hilarious ways as those things happen. Uh, but basically what's going to happen is at the end of each of your turns, you are going to make a d20 roll. And with that d20 roll, that'll determine if you have a complication. Like pooping your pants. Like pooping your pants. God, base falling off around your ankles. Oh, oh no. that'd be embarrassing. Yeah, maybe Melvin didn't buckle it all the way up after... Uh, uh, I'm finally getting that... My budget. dong's hanging out or something. <laughs> like that. <laughs> We're finally getting that buddy. It's just slapped in my dog. Your balls are frog eyeing around. <laughs> we're we're finally hitting that dry patch in the butthole that we never wiped. <laughs> what? What do you mean hitting it with what? <laughs> like he's, you're burning it's your drying. way down. You sanded your way down to yeah. it. Oh, gross! We made it. Like it was all fine before. Yeah. And now you it's just... finally dried up from all the friction of walking and. I don't know if that would... Oh. That would probably be a relief, don't you think? You wore away all that crusty shit that you left in your butthole, I guess. Who leaves that there? There are people who don't like to wash their butt because they think it makes them gay. No. <laughs> I've heard of these people. What yep. dumb fucking internet thing where you looking at that you saw that? Are these the same people that need to charge the crystal sometimes? Is there... Is there non-dumb things on the internet that I should be looking at? There's. I was reading science on the internet today, so there are non-dumb things on the internet. Just bros charging their crystals. <laughs> <laughs> Browing it up like a bunch of bros going to bro town. All right, give me some fucking initiative rolls. Focus. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. I have a nine. Niner? Did I hear a niner? Uh, Cole, Vic. Uh, coming in with a... Five. Uh, Roscoe. Really? A five? Yeah. I suck. What's your bonus? Three. Oh, no. Fucking yeah. piece of shit. Sixteen. <laughs> that's, a, that's a throwback right there, too. Yeah. It's one of our better lines. You know the three? You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so mean. It was brutal. We, know, we all know you're sensitive about your rolls. I mean... Uh-huh. My fat rolls. Yeah. You have rolled a one and a three tonight, so. Moon. Moon is rolling forward. By the way, did you, before we actually start combat, I just want to see. At focus, Adderall. Yeah, I know. M-O-O-M. That spells moon. Moon's going to have the first turn. High King Dolo will have the next turn. Then Roscoe, Collins, Melvin, Mitchell, Copeland, Grohl, Bonham, Colvick, Duke of Gotham. Or is that who is above moon? Bonham? What? Is that who is above moon? Bonham? I, I can't see the name above me. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. I thought you were talking about, like, rank of drummers of all time. No. Is that who that is? Uh, I think King Dolo should go first. M-O-O-N. That spells Moon's turn. Moon, on Moon's turn, is going to put the pressure on right away, and they are going to move forward and use their action. Oh, Jesus, I almost moved everybody. Use their action to dash to gain a little ground on you. High King Dolo also dashes, trying to get away. And we move down to Roscoe's turn. Mm -hmm. Roscoe? Mm -hmm. Roscoe, tell me about your turn. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I'm quite decided yet. There's a lot of these fucking guys, aren't there? I think I'm just gonna straight up run. Run, run, run. Right on. Daddy takes the T-Bird away. <laughs> such a fun song. Um, oh shit, you know what I forgot to do? The exact thing that I was just telling you guys about doing, because hot damn are we distractible tonight. So let's start with Moon. Moon's going to be the first one to roll on the Urban Chase Complications table. Having rolled a 17, nothing happens. High King Dolo rolls a d20, gets a 3. Oh man, this is always the hilarious one. A large stained glass window or similar barrier blocks your path. We're saying it's stained glass window. Make a DC 10 strength saving throw to smash your way through the barrier and keep going. On a failed save, you bounce off the barrier and fall prone. Good thing High King Dolo's got a good modifier, and yes, smashes through that stained glass that two people just randomly are carrying across this bridge for no reason, and jogs on through. So now, Roscoe, I need a roll from you. No modifiers? Uh, no modifiers, just straight up D20. Four. Four. A maze of barrels, crates, or similar obstacles stands in your way. Make a DC 10 dexterity, acrobatics, or intelligence check, your choice, to navigate the maze. On a failed check, the maze counts as 10 feet of difficult terrain. Acrobatics, 16. That is more than enough. You are able to successfully dash the full distance. All right, we go down to Collins' turn. Collins is going to try and close that gap. Uh, let's see here, so I'm gonna roll first. Collins rolls a five. The ground beneath your feet is slippery with rain, spilled oil, or some other liquid. Make a DC 10 dexterity saving throw on a failed save. You fall prone. Yuck, 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 yuck. 13, though, that's enough. Actually, it's more than 13. There's a modifier there, but Collins is able to make the full 20 feet, or sorry, 10 feet worth of movement on this map, and then we move over to Melvin. So I, basically the action I can take is just dash, essentially. You can do whatever you'd like, but you're only going to get five feet worth of movement as your default movement. If you want to dash, then you'll get 10 feet of movement. Okay, I will dash. Alrighty. Make a d20 roll. D20 gives me a 10. You are forced to make a sharp turn to avoid colliding with something impassable. Let's say there's a broken down tube car on the bridge here. Oh no. Make a DC 10 dexterity saving throw to navigate the turn. On a failed save, you collide with something hard and take 1d4 bludgeoning damage. Uh, DC 10. DC 10 dexterity saving throw. Dexterity. Dexterity. DC just means difficulty class. That's what the number you're trying to beat. That would be a 16. That is more than enough. You do not take any damage from anything hard. <laughs> and you're able to move the full space. Mitchell is right behind with the next turn. Shit, Mitchell rolls a one. A large obstacle, such as a horse or cart, blocks your way. We are, of course, going to say tube car. Make a DC 15 dexterity acrobatics check to get past the obstacle. On a failed check, the obstacle counts as 10 feet of difficult terrain. Oh, that is a failed save. And with that difficult terrain, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have the movement. So Mitchell only gets to move five feet. Ooh. Mitchell, move five feet. Welcome back, VGAT fans. We're oh so happy you've returned. Or... Maybe you've just found us for the first time. If you have found us for the first time, you should go back to the first episode, because much like any tabletop game, we have developed quite the retinue of inside jokes for you to catch up on. Or you can just surge ahead and we'll see how much you pick up on. One random tidbit for y'all, I changed our categories. This shouldn't really affect anyone listening to the show, but it seems like more and more D&D and actual play podcasts are listed in games. So I switched our primary category from comedy to games. I have no idea if that's going to influence anything, but ideally it makes it easier for folks to find us. It also means that we're now ranked number two in the Cayman Islands in games rather than whatever we were before in comedy. So, you know, that feels nice. We've also picked up being number 382 in games for South Africa. So, you know... Thanks to our new or possibly ongoing friends in South Africa. We're so glad you're here. 
In other news, I was just able to be a guest on two other podcast recording sessions recently. The first was for Running the Table, where I had a delightful conversation with Keith about keeping your players focused, which I am clearly an expert on. We discussed a few other topics relevant to DMs and GMs as well. In addition, I had a hilarious time hanging out with my longtime podcast buddies, Chaotic Goodness. It was a ton of fun, and Kim had an amazing character for me to play that I thoroughly enjoyed playing. Steve, Chad, Christy, James, and of course Kim were all wonderful hosts. I'm not exactly sure when all those episodes, but as soon as I know, I'll pass it along to you. Thank you, as always, to all of you who listen, who rate and review, who tell your friends, family, and enemies about us, and to our Patreon supporters. We're super grateful to all of you who've been with us from the start, and all of you who've joined us along the way. And that right there is your mid-roll for this week. Let's get back into the action. Copeland is our next runner. That's an eight. A beggar blocks your way. Make a DC 10 strength, athletics, dexterity, acrobatics, or charisma intimidation check. Your choice to slip past the beggar. You automatically succeed if you toss the beggar a coin. On a failed check, the beggar counts as five feet of difficult terrain. We're going to say they're going to try and shove him out of the way with athletics and strength. Um, fuck, I don't know what these guys' strength is. Just a moment. We're going to have to find out the economic ranking between hobo and beggar. Let's see. Well, this guy's got a this guy's got a plus three to his strength. So on a fourteen, he just fucking shoves this beggar off the bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Cartwheels off of it. (laughs) And Copeland is able to move ten feet. Grohl is up next. That's a four, which we rolled earlier. That's the maze of crates and barrels. Uh, And with a. Plus two, that makes it a ten. So they match it. They're able to move their ten feet. Bonham, our last hobo. The last hobo. The last hobo. That is a failure. Bonham. uh, Wait, what am I doing? Seven. You run into a brawl in progress. Make a DC 15 strength, athletics, dexterity, acrobatics, or charisma intimidation check. Your choice. To get past the brawlers unimpeded. On a failed check, you take 2d4 bludgeoning damage, and the brawlers count as 10 feet of difficult terrain. Uh, DC 15. That's a most certain failure with only a 7 on the roll, and only a plus 3 modifier to help. So, with 10 feet of difficult terrain, I'm going to say straight up that Bonham doesn't get to move at all on this turn. And then we move over to Kolvik. I'm not going to take the dash. I'm actually going to touch the ground and make a glyph. Oh, shit. And so with this glyph, I'm going to make it a stunning glyph for anyone who observably looks like a hobo. <laughs> so it could be my hobo glyph. Hobo glyph. My hobo glyph right there. So if anybody touches that, um, everyone will be affected for a stunning for one minute if yeah. they fail a wisdom throw. That stun is a fucking baller shit right there. Yep. And then I will go ahead and move five feet ahead. What is the size of the glyph again? 60 feet. That's the range of it gets triggered, right? Like, how big is the glyph? Um, it's 10 feet, right? The glyph cover can area surface no larger than 10 feet in diameter. That's right. 10 feet. So let me get a... And seeing how I'm in the, the middle of the, uh, the bridge here, I feel like it's going to be a useful tactic. What is that glyph face? Uh, that big face thing is... Uh, it's like from the Muppet Show or something, and it's the curtains. That's terrifying. I have that for as an icon for a different game. The curtains from the Muppet Show. No, maybe it's not the Muppet Show. Whatever the fuck it is, there's a character who is curtains, and it's a big velvet curtain thing. And I had never heard of this before, but in my other game, there is somebody whose name is Velvet. Velvet Thunder, in fact. And uh, we use that as their icon. So there you go. That sounds vaguely dirty. Yeah. What if the name was Beef? Beef Kings? Beef Thunder? Velvet Beef Thunder was way better. Velvet Beef? 
Vel velvet beef. It's pretty good. The beef underground. <laughs> the velvet beef. The velvet that beefed. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Kovic, I'm still going to need you to make an urban chase complications roll with a d20. Because you still moved on your turn. Uh-oh. Ten. Ten. You're forced to make a sharp turn to avoid colliding with something impassable. There's another tube car. This just bridge is lousy with tube cars. Give me a DC 10 dexterity saving throw. DC 10. Mm-hmm. No, just a regular I know, I'm like with you. I did the same thing. Embarrassing. 14. Fucking embarrassing. I'm sorry, what did you say, 14? 14 is a success. And we move on to the Duke of Gotham. Duke of Gotham is going to avoid all complications and successfully dash forward two spaces. We begin round two with Moon's action again. Moon's going to try and run. Unfortunately, a beggar is blocking their way. Let's make a little strength check and see if we can push another bum off the bridge. Oh, yeah. With a 19, that bum goes fucking flying. <laughs> You don't even see the down arc. It just goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when the physics glitch up in the game and it just wants you <laughs> like legs and arms akimbo. I would think of uh, what's that game we used to play? We used to turn on moon gravity. Carmageddon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that game. That's oh, an old game. That was a funny game. Carmageddon. Moon gravity. My friend. The funny idea of a game. I can't remember. There was like a power up that you could get. That like all the pedestrians, either your car was loaded with springs or all the pedestrians had springs yeah. on them. And it would fling them just and up. The, yeah, <laughs> so you would be plowing through like a sea of pedestrians <laughs> and they all had springs, so they're just like going like into orbit. <laughs> what a ridiculous game. <laughs> that was a ridiculous game. Did you ever play Goat Simulator? That's a ridiculous game. The first time I ever met you, you were playing Goat Simulator and. It wasn't a good first impression, but here we are. That's <laughs> a, a bizarre You were like, game. I'll never be as cool as this guy. I, that's exactly what I was mm -hmm. saying. I'm like, you're like, mm -hmm. hey, come over here and <laughs> check this out. I've never, like, I've always known that that game existed, but I've never been, like, interested at all. You need to start with a bunch of alcohol and then start playing the game. I suppose you could, like, smoke some weed or something, too. I just, that hasn't happened for me for a very long time. It's like they made Tony Hawk 3. And then took off the skateboarders. <laughs> and then put in a goat. Huh? Tony Hawk 3 was fun. Yeah. Believe me, it's it's entertaining as fuck. Well, well we know what we're doing next time we do the, uh, yeah. the fundraiser thing. There are gummies. <laughs> I don't have the weed, but... Anywho, Moon was able to successfully make it, but not quite close enough to set off the glyph. Hi, King. Ooh, that's a five. The ground beneath your feet is slippery with rain, spilled oil, or some other liquid. Oh, but that's a 13. More than enough to make it past. Roscoe, back to you. <laughs> I'm going to dash again, I suppose. Up that boat. dash and give me a d20 roll. Um, 10. 10. Tube car. Forced to make a sharp turn to avoid the tube car. Give me a DC 10 dexterity saving throw. Why don't you create it? What, what else is, what, what is it besides a tube car? We've already had two of those. What else yeah, the bridge is kind of lousy with tube cars. We should figure out another thing. Well, let's go tube car this time, and you guys got some time to think about the next one. Square cars. Square car? Oh. What would be a square car? Like an armored truck? Yeah. More of a rectangle car. <laughs> 26. 26. You dodge neatly over the hood of the square car and are on your way. Collins is going to be up next. Collins. Is it nighttime? What? Is it nighttime right now? It's nighttime. Can you feel it in the air tonight? Come on. Hey, me a more iconic gu guitar solo. God fucking damn it. Oh, that'd be awesome if you could make that with your guitar. <laughs> you could with a keytar, probably. You could. See, like, there's there's a frenetic energy that comes with the drums. Like, you can picture him slamming into those drums. Can you picture somebody, like, gently pressing the keys on a keytar to make that sound? All that, what That's makes what, that drum solo so memorable? is that it's on like the stupid drum pads like yeah. it's not real drums and you can super tell and it makes it really really 80s as fuck mm -hmm. but that's the problem with any guitarist though like everything they do they like try to exaggerate it like it was a real guitar but all you just hate guitars all they're doing is this all that this is all they're done 
small There's, slight that's movements because it's make completely a big unnecessary. It's the stupidest of all instruments. I, I disagree. Care. I don't care. It's still the stupidest of all instruments. You ever seen a kazoo? That's not really an instrument. That's like an auto harp. That's like saying like a recorder is an instrument. A recorder is an instrument. It's taught millions of young Americans the joys of the flute. Yeah. Sure it has. And oh, never mind. I'm not going to go down that path. <laughs> anyway, Melvin, it's your turn right now. Um, I'm going to dash. Actually, uh, is there any chance I can use my amulet while I'm running? There's a lot of chances. It's going to take you an action, though. Ah, oh, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Uh, so you would not be able to dash, but you could. Right, I'm going to dash. I was about to say hover tape. Hover tape. You could hover tape. <laughs> <laughs> you begin to hover tape. That's a good word. I'm going to dash. <laughs> Got, gotta stop drinking when we do these things. Oh, that's a four. A four. So wait, are you going to hover tape first? No, I'm not. I'm not going to do You're that. You're not going to hover tape. All right, then a maze of barrels, crates, or similar obstacles stands in your way. Give me a DC 10 dexterity, acrobatics, or intelligence check. Ooh, intelligence. intelligence might be your bag. I'll do intelligence check. On a failed check, the maze will count as 10 feet of difficult terrain, which I will make no movement. That is... That's a cocked die. Come on. No, oh. can't do that. That's a 19 anyway. Excellent roll. You are able to successfully navigate through this obstacle. We move on to Mitchell. Mitchell is going to roll. I will admit that this urban chase complications table has been pretty fun so far. I think we're going to make it, guys. Mitchell. Mitchell. As a drummer? Yeah. Mitch Mitchell. Mitch Mitchell. Doesn't oh, that from Hendrix. Uh-huh. That seems like you're making it up, but it is. Mitch Mitchell. It's hard to stand out when you're Jimi Hendrix's drummer. Like He was phenomenal. Yeah, he was. But seriously, like you got Jimi Hendrix ahead of you. That's like, man, you're the you're totally the grenade of the. Of, never mind. I'm not going to go down that analogy any further. Mitchell makes a DC uh, <laughs> able to get past it. Uh, I think a lot of stupid analogies for that, and I love it. Yep, 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 yep. Copeland. Copeland also has to navigate some barrels and fails. So that's going to be 10 feet of difficult terrain, so Copeland doesn't get to move at all. Grohl, coming up next in the lineup here. That is a no obstacle. Where did Grohl go? Grohl gets to move up 10 feet. Bonham, Bonham got a three. Oh, for the large stained glass window. Let's see if they can smash their way through. Oh yeah, easily, another stained glass window. Who's gonna clean up all this mess? Nobody cares. Nah. Do, 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 Kolvik, it is now your turn. I'm gonna go ahead and do my dash action. Go ahead and do your dash. Kaboom. With an eight. An eight, a beggar blocks your way. Are you gonna try and launch him off the bridge? (laughs) You are able to make an athletics, acrobatics, or intimidation check. I think we're gonna do some athletics. I think that's gonna be good. In any way, I can like trip him, so he trips everyone else behind him, like a like a banana peel. Uh, there are enough obstacles on the urban chase complications chart. All right. So um, we'll uh, you know it. what? Fuck it. If you're able to successfully push him down, we'll say that he counts as difficult terrain for the the first person to get to him. Nice. Twenty three. All right. Move. You moved forward already, and we're gonna put a get out, beggar. Well, I just happen to have the icon from the kneeling guy from the Chad fight. <laughs> We're going to put him out there as the obstacle on the bridge. Yes. And closing out the round is the Duke of Gotham. The Duke of Gotham gets an 11. No complications. Surge is ahead 10 feet. And we begin round three. Mr. Moon takes the first shot. Mr. Moon runs into a nine. An overzealous guard mistakes you for somebody else. If you move 20 feet or more on your turn, the guard makes an opportunity attack with you, blah, 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 with a spear. Um, so we're just going to say there's some gruddy other hobo on the bridge, and they're going to take a poke at Moon as they go by. Uh, that is a hit with a 21, and they are going to take... There goes that dice. <laughs> they're going to take five damage. That was a lot of cuddling talk outside. 
Five damage doesn't seem a lot for these guys. But whatever, I don't want to modify the table now. However, Moon is then going to wander forward uh, because none of that counted as difficult terrain. They're going to make their full two steps forward. Um, do, 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 give me a second. Make their two, sorry. Moon will make their full 10 feet forward advance, but that does trigger the glyph. A symbol, rather. I always call it a glyph, and it's a symbol. It is a symbol, yeah. Triggered the beef curtains. Come on, beef curtains. All right, uh, do me a favor and just put that into the chat so that I can do all the actions appropriately if you have it handy. You got it. Uh, we'll get the beef curtains off the map. I thought it was veal curtains. No, I'm pretty sure it's beef curtains. Mm -hmm. Like the slang for a vagina? Beef shutters. I've never heard meat of... Meat curtains. Of meat curtains. That's beef shutters. Where'd you get veal curtains from? Why being, veal? Being 13. I don't know, because it's pounded tender. Why he was younger. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Uh, well, yeah. Stunning. Each target must make a wisdom saving throw and become stunned for one minute on a failed save. Alright, so... Let's go down the line. They have... Plus two to their wisdom, so we're going to start at the top of the order here. Moon... Uh, Moon's got a 16, and I believe Kolvik's saving throw is 18. But I can check faster than I can wait for him to get back. It is 18, in fact. Therefore, Moon fails on their saving throw and is stunned for one minute. Suck it, man. Fuck it, suck it. Collins is going to make their saving throw. That's a 14. Collins is stunned for one minute. Mitchell has got a 15. Mitchell is stunned for one minute. Copeland gets an 18, which matches, so Copeland is not stunned. Grohl, that was a real hanky roll, but it's a 14. That means Grohl is stunned for one minute. Bonham. Gets a 20 and therefore is not stunned. And here's the real big Cold one. Bottom got a 20. Fucking bottom. The Duke of Gotham has a special ability where they get to roll with advantage on saving throws, but fails nonetheless. Woo! With a 17, having only a plus two on their wisdom. The Duke of Gotham is stunned. Oh, yeah. And remind me. Oh yeah, so the glyph, sorry, the symbol only hits the bad people that you don't want it to hit, so you guys are not going to get hit by it, correct? That's correct, because we are not hobos. You're not hobos. Actually, I got one more one more roll to make. Oh, and with a seven, the guy that you threw to the ground, the beggar, is also stunned. Oh. Because he's another hobo. I actually feel hmm. about he's that. He's sort of like a subclass of beggar as a hobo. It's uh, collateral damage. Actually, yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's an apprentice hobo. <laughs> on my turn, journeyman I hobo. Uh, on my turn, I think we're gonna try to pick him up and take him with us. He deserves a better life than this. You're gonna try and take this bum with you? That's he, a terrible idea. Yeah. Why? Can you throw him over? Why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm He's a cleric of high standing. It's so he's paralyzed? This stunned hobo that I pushed over earlier. <laughs> gonna, you're going off the bridge now. <laughs> I'm going to go out of my way and throw you off the bridge. Yeah, it'll give him a quick death. He'll be paralyzed and drowned. But he can get a better life on this spaceship with people with four arms. I think he'll have a better life dead. Mm. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens on Terrans. We have a better plans. life dead. <laughs> All right, so Moon is down. What's this? What's the hobo's name? Let's see if he lives through the combat, and then we'll decide. Okay. Uh, the king has to make uh, through a maze of barrels. His name is Hobonius. I think his name should be Vern. Did, did you say Hobonius? Hobonius Vern. Hobonius Vern. Hobonius Vern. Or Vern Hobonius. Hobonius Vern. He sounds like an an author, like Julius Vern, but Hobonius. 
Kiraj Sabah. H-O-B-O-N-I-O-U-S. Uh-huh. Abonius Varen. Abonius Varen. Cornelius Hobonius. <laughs> There's only one Cornelius. Hobonius Corn. Speaking of Cornelius, Roscoe, it is your turn. Cornelius Hubert. <laughs> the inventor of poet. That's going to be the next uh, pog that gets made. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to get the giggles now. <laughs> Uh-oh. Looks like someone's coming down with a case of the giggles. All right. Uh, I'm going to slow my roll a little bit and just move. Can't take a shot backwards for good measure. Absolutely. Yeah, you guys are all down to... You've used the dash action three times a piece. I really should have been keeping track because I know you guys aren't. I'm going to fire a shot back into bottom. Is that outside my range? What, what did we say? The range Rain, ranges and everything are normal, so you are able to take a shot. All right. Take the shot. 19. 19 is a hit. 13 damage. 13 damage it is. Well done. You've moved a little bit forward. Collins is our next individual. And by the way, we were on round three of combat. So if we make it to round 13, God help us if we do, then everyone who's stunned will be unstunned. Collins is stunned. Melvin, it's over to your turn. I'm going to dash again. Diggity dash. Be 13. 13 has no ill effects. Woo-hoo. Oh, I'm sorry, Roscoe. You should have also rolled on that uh, table. Why don't you just give me a, give me a roll real quick? Uh, one. One. If that's for everything or just for dashes? Uh, that's for every round that you're moving. Okay. You can run into chase complications. Very so good. I need a DC 15 acrobatics check from you. Acrobatics, you say? I do say. Um, that's a six. I got my modifier at. You do? 17. 17 is more than enough. Shouldn't even bother making you roll. How are you ever going to fail? Oh, not for dexterity and acrobatics. Now, what did you say it was? 17. So, oh, no, no. Like, what, what's your modifier? 11. Oh, nice. Yeah. Copeland is our next combatant that can move. With an 11, does not run into any obstacles. They are going to move five feet forward, and they're going to take a pot shot at Kolvik, having seen all these other fuckers that are having all kinds of trouble. Uh, 17 sounds like it'll miss you, hey? It'll be a miss. All right, and then they rolled a five. Oh man, the ground's slippery with rain-spilled oil or some other liquid. And they get a 16, so they're able to stay upright. Uh, Grohl is stunned. Bonham is not stunned. Bonham is going to do the same thing. Take five feet forward and take a crossbow shot at Kolvik, who's the furthest person back. Gosh, I was a lefty. I always set my beer at by where the heat comes out of my computer. Ah, uh, that's not a good answer to that. With a 19, they are... I'm sorry, they rolled a 19. They got a 26. Oh, that'll be a hit. That's going to be a hit. And... I don't remember what I did for dice here. There's a whole bunch of dice. There's a lot of dice for this, eh? Involved in this roll. Kolvik, you are going to take 3, 4, 5, 6, 7... uh, 13 damage from that crossbow bolt. All right. And then it's your turn. So I don't get to make any sort of saving throw, right? Just No, just it's just a regular me. old just attack. Just going to go old hit me. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And it's my turn? Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I'm going to do... Let me take that 13 off real quick. Exactly as I say I was going to do. I'm going to pull up old... Uh, Hope... Um, Ho... Hobon... Habonius Habonius Burn. I did put the name on the map there. So. And... Whether my intentions were good or not, I'm going to actually throw him on my back. Fireman carry? Fireman carry. Actually, no. I'm going to have his arms, like, wrapped around my arms. Oh. And so, if anybody shoots me in the back, they might hit Habonius. (laughs) 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 So he's... (laughs) You're going to get him up in the body armor carry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Meat shield body armor carry. All right. So, we're going to move Habonius off the map just so I don't get confused about that. Remember that you have a bum on your back? (laughs) Sometimes it's hard to forget. Ah, yes, the virtuous cleric. And we're going to say that picking him up and putting him over your shoulders is a action, so you can still move five feet if you like. I'll move five feet. Excellent. 
Five feet has been moved. Six. You made your roll. You come upon a pack of dogs fighting over food. Make oh, no. a DC 10 dexterity acrobatics check to get through the pack unimpeded. Is it a wild pack of family dogs? 12. Love that song. 12 is not enough. You were going to take... You said... What did you say DC was? Uh, well, the first part was DC 10. Yeah. Oh, shit. You're right. Sorry. I don't yep. know what I was thinking of. Um, I was thinking of your DC from earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, you successfully managed to uh, daintily fly through this pack of dogs. Uh, why don't you give me one more d20 roll? Natural 20. A natural 20. Man, like, not only do all of the dogs avoid Habonius, his flailing, limp legs kick one of the dogs over, which is what clears the path fully for you to get through. <laughs> all right, who is my next person? It's going to be the king. Uh, the king got an 8. That's another beggar. And with a 17, High King Dolo flings a beggar from the bridge. <laughs> and we're done to Roscoe's turn. It's raining beggars. <laughs> <laughs> There's all the people in like the ravine under the bridge that are just like splat, splat, splat. Alright. I'm gonna move 5 feet. Turn around and take a shot with my bow. Bonham and Copeland are the two that are not stunned. So 25 at Copeland, or I'm sorry, at bottom, the same one I shot at before. All right, that is for show a hit. 13 again. Another 13. And I will, I can move again with my uh, cunning action, yeah? I don't know why I didn't do that the first time. You do get a cunning action to be able to dash. I've never actually looked up the rule to see if you can dash twice, but I don't think there's a reason why you couldn't. Uh, that gets you down to the point where if you dash again, you will risk taking exhaustion. If I'm counting this out correctly, which I'm probably not. But it's been at least that many. Collins. Nope. Melvin, on to you. Uh, I will try to dash again. Alright, you can dash again. And I'm going to just move you to the square next to the High King Dolo. Seven. A seven. You run into another brawl. This is a busy effing bridge. Give me athletics, acrobatics, or intimidation to try and get through it. Uh, picturing this bridge with like a bunch of Heathcliff, Heathcliff fights where it's just like a cloud of dust. Like just dogs are punching each other. Dogs in the middle of it. There's the little stars and asterisks mm-hmm. coming out of it and arms and legs are the only thing visible. I'm going to attempt an acrobatics check. Huzzah. That'd be a 22, a natural 20 on that one. Oh, man. You spring into the air, shoulder, like, plant on one of the fighting bums. Episode 103, Thick, was released on September 22nd, 2019. I can't wait to tell more stories with you next week on... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! Oh, what's his name? Neil something. I can't yeah. remember that. He's a He's hilarious. He actually did a interview with boris johnson too and uh johnson huh johnson johnson and the two are going back and forth and over some particular law and the uh and the the little bit of the guy who was doing the interview was talking about like subparagraph whatever and boris was like you mean subparagraph c to get it right get your facts straight He's like, it's subparagraph C, and the interview is like, oh yes, and um, uh, anyway, subparagraph B. He's like, do you know what's in subparagraph B? And Boris is like, no, I don't. And it was just hilarious because he's like grilling this guy over like the particulars of making sure that he says subparagraph C or whatever, <laughs> and he doesn't have any idea what's in subparagraph B. No, douche. That's awesome. Everybody knows fucking subparagraph B. Fucking am I right? Subparagraph yeah. B? Subparagraph B is where it's at. Well, I'm sorry. Have we not gone through kindergarten yet? Who nope. doesn't fucking know subparagraph B? Uh-huh. Fucking losers.
Like, I knew that before I knew my primary colors and, like, counting past ten. There's a reason why they lost the war. Like, you, I mean, fuck, you don't need to know numbers if you can get to subparagraph B. Uh-huh. Fucking losing wars over subparagraph B. Subparagraph B. Fucking kids these days. Uh. They'd all be speaking fucking German if it wasn't for us in subparagraph B. Seriously. <laughs> Baba, learn subparagraph B is what I say. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Fucking figure it out. Fucking figure it out.